Federal News Network's Open Season Hotline, presented by GEHA. Today's question, if I have a high-deductible health plan and a health savings account, can I also enroll in the Dependent Care Flexible Spending Account, or would I need to switch to a health reimbursement arrangement? According to Brian Sperling, Senior Account Executive at GEHA, which offers such plans, you can enroll in a Dependent Care Flexible Spending Account if you do have a high-deductible plan and a health savings account. A dependent care FSA covers daycare for young children or care for adult disabled relatives if they live in your home. Check out our Open Season Hotline presented by GEHA. Head over to federalnewsnetwork.com and search Open Season Hotline. Send us your questions and we'll read the answers daily at six minutes past the hour here on the Federal Drive. The results of the first two years of Pentagon financial audits show auditors are finding financial problems faster than DOD is managing to solve them. Still, department leaders are predicting steady progress toward financial improvement. They say a majority of defense organizations will earn clean audit opinions within the next five years. Details from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. The overall Pentagon audit is really a compilation of two dozen smaller audits, each for a different DOD organization or large pool of defense funds. As of this year, seven of those have earned clean opinions from auditors. And David Norquist, the Deputy Secretary of Defense, says that number will likely increase at about a rate of one new clean opinion each year going forward. You'll see different parts get to a clean opinion. You'll see the number of problems going down. You'll see some where they have only a single issue holding them up. That's very helpful for focusing it. I don't know how it takes to get to the last one because it's really who's the slowest and takes the longest, and that will be the final pin to drop. Because of that, Norquist was unwilling to offer a prediction on how long it will take for the department as a whole to get a clean opinion on its overall financial statements. Between DOD's first two years of full-scale financial examinations, auditors have found more than 3,700 different accounting problems that they deem serious enough to warrant formal notices of findings and recommendations. So far, the military services and defense agencies have only dealt with about 500 of those. And the audit itself is an expensive exercise. It's cost DOD nearly a billion dollars each year in in 2019 and 2018. Last year, $195 billion went to independent accounting firms, the companies that supplied the bulk of the personnel who examined the military's ledgers and systems. The Pentagon estimates another $250 million in its own personnel and infrastructure costs went to support that audit, and it spent another $500 million to fix the problems auditors found. But Norquist says to a large extent those expenses are already paying for themselves. He says the exercise has forced the military services and agencies to clean up their data, scrub their inventories, and improve their systems, activities which have already pointed the way toward hundreds of millions of dollars in savings. When you look at what DFAS spends to process, they have very good data over how much they spend fixing errors. Their costs will go down by at least $400 million when they start getting clean data, which will fully cover the cost of, of the audit. And, the, and you think about the labor we spend when a transaction comes through that's unclean. Somebody has to research. They've got to figure out why the codes are wrong, which is an automatic one where the whole thing flies through without a touch. What I was surprised by was when you look at the, the money that the Navy has saved, uh, the $167 million, when you look at the $316 million that the department was able to use data analytics to recover as we did our, our budget scripts, that's the cost of what we're spending on the audit and then some. So in terms of paying the auditors, we're already recovering that. Now we're just living off the benefit of all of their findings, making sure the rest of the money we spend is better, that our processes get better, and that we bring discipline to the system. So I had originally expected that this would be a savings some years out, and I know the patients with just wait, it will pay off. But we are seeing that benefit 
now. Many of the Pentagon's financial management problems are systemic. In the latest audit, DOD's Inspector General pointed to 25 material weaknesses in the department's financial statements, five more than the previous year. They point to broad categories of non-compliance with audit standards, like weaknesses in DOD's oversight and monitoring of its spending, failures to assign funds to the proper accounts, and an inability to reconcile its account balances with the Treasury Department, the equivalent of balancing its checkbook. But Norquist says the audits have shown the department is faring fairly well in other areas. By and large, the department has been able to account for the existence and completeness of major pieces of military equipment. It's still struggling with accountability for smaller pieces of property, but he says the situation is improving there, too. At 60 of the sites auditors visited over the past year, local bases were able to account for 100% of the spare parts and other inventory on their records. That's incredibly valuable, and one of the things that I've heard when I talk to the auditors is the importance of the local leadership. When they show up and the commander of the base meets them and walks them around, they they can quickly see they're likely to have a good result because that leadership has control and oversight of the process. Now, we have other places where the samples are, are not there, so we have to get there on everyone. But this is going to get solved at the local level and then fixing the systems that lie between what's accurate at the local level and what we record at the department-wide level. And for installations that aren't able to show 100% accuracy, the audit is forcing corrective actions, he says, partly because audit readiness is now a factor in performance evaluations for all senior military officers and members of the senior executive service. Over time, you know, people, if they buy inventory, if they store it without putting it into the system, they may know it's there, but their successor may not. The department doesn't know it's there. It's inefficient. It's an inefficient way to use taxpayer resources. The value of the audit is that's a problem, and the auditors will come up every year and poke them for that problem and expose it because the audit requires that if we have it, it's in our system and is properly recorded. That's why it goes both, can you account for what you have and do you account for everything you have? This is valuable for readiness. This is valuable for making sure we make the best use of taxpayers' money. But the discipline, and this is where I get to the value of the audit, they come every year. It's not enough to clean out your office once. They're coming next year. They're coming the year after. You've got to make this a habit. And Norquist contends the early wins that are to seen in the area of property inventory has helped earn uniformed leaders buy-in for the audit process. At the Navy's Fleet Logistics Center in Jacksonville, Florida, for instance, commanders got ready for the audit by conducting their own exploratory assessment of two aviation squadrons' worth of property holdings, comparing those actual items in warehouses against official records. They found $81 million in equipment that wasn't recorded and used it to fill 174 separate property requisitions that were waiting to be filled and freed up 200,000 square feet of storage space. One of the concerns we had going in, from those of you advocating for audit and those of us pushing it, is the risk that would be seen as a paperwork drill. You come, you audit me, and all you're doing to check is a bunch of paper and whether my bills match my invoices. This is just an admin drill. The issue over inventory, things that had direct benefit to readiness, this quickly turned around the views of the military that we dealt with to understand this wasn't about paperwork. This was about readiness. This was about being able to do their mission. So I never ended up getting the pushback that I was afraid I was going to see and that everyone, until you started it, everyone just assumed was going to be the natural outcome of the audit. So 
I think we've seen a, a change. I think we've seen that level of emphasis. Some places are stronger than others, but I think we're going to continue to see it grow. But Norquist also cautioned that Congress's habitual practice of funding the department via continuing resolutions isn't helping matters. That's partly because delivering budgets well after a fiscal year has started creates a huge time crunch for the acquisition and supply workforce, making it less likely that they'll properly record the property DOD buys in its official accounting systems. Normally, you might place the order at the beginning of the year for the entire year. And instead, you're going to take that and somebody's going to make an order that covers the first six weeks. And then they have to do a contracting action. They have to do all the normal paperwork. They've got to load it in the system. And then when the CR is extended, they do another contract for another four or six weeks. We keep breaking this contract into multiple parts, increasing the amount of manual labor that you have to do, increasing the chance for for data error, making it much harder on the vendor to deliver the quantity at the right cost. And so what the audit was really just the, the, the volume of transactions you have artificially generated the amount of additional work. We see the consequences with some of these inventory issues at year-end where we held back money for three, six months, and then we push it forward and expect people to move out and be able to execute it with the three to six months left. So I order the inventory, but it's a rush because I didn't get it in a normal sequence like I did, so I put it on the shelf. I'll get around to loading it into the inventory system later. Life gets busy. You know, part of the other part is the people doing the audit are the ones most affected by the CR. It's the acquisition community. It's the financial community. All of these folks who are now spending their time over here, we want over on the other side getting the data and getting the, the process right. So it's, it's very disruptive. Jared Serbu, federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. Check out Jared's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Everything's getting more expensive these days. Gas, rent, and even your music. While other music services keep jacking up their prices, Live One is letting you lock in the best music membership at the best price. Live One Plus is just $3.99 per month. Get all your favorite music ad-free, along with unlimited skips and maximum audio quality. Beat inflation with the best deal in music at just $3.99 per month. Visit liveone.com slash best music to get Live One Plus now. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.